0: Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today, and we pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Praise the Lord! You may be seated. Let's uh, turn to Deuteronomy chapter number eighteen. Deuteronomy 18, verse 20. Deuteronomy 18, 20. The prophet who presumes to speak a word in my name, which I have not commanded him to speak, or who speaks in the name of other gods, that prophet shall die. And if you say in your heart, how shall we know the word which the Lord has not spoken? When a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if the thing does not happen or come to pass, that is the thing which the Lord has not spoken. The prophet has spoken it presumptuously. You shall not be afraid of him. Amen. I want to teach tonight on the subject that which the Lord has spoken. That which the Lord has spoken. Amen. And I want to let the Word of God do most of the talking tonight. Amen. Not that I always, I always try to do that, but uh, especially tonight, the word is going to talk about itself. The word is going to, amen, confirm uh, all of these things, that which the Lord has spoken. You know, the Bible is a settled and a finished book. Psalms 119.89 says, forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Amen. There's no need to add to it. There's no need to take away from it because it's perfect in every way. Amen. It's a masterpiece. It's a priceless literary work of art. Why? Because it's God's word. Amen. 2 Timothy 3.16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction of righteousness. 2 Peter 1.20, knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. Amen. It's really, it really doesn't matter what I think about it or what you think about it. It's what God says it is. And that's what the most important thing is. We need God's interpretation. And the word interprets itself. The word confirms itself. For the Bible said in verse 21, for the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, But holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. It wasn't just a bunch of guys over centuries of time, amen, just deciding to just put whatever they wanted. The Holy Ghost is the author, amen, all inspired and moved these people to write exactly what he wanted them to write. So in heaven, where it matters most, there is no question that the Bible is complete and will not change. On earth, however, it's not settled because a lot of people try to add to it or try to take away from it. Amen. Why do they do that? Well, they do it in an effort to justify their behavior. They do it in an effort, amen, so they won't feel convicted or condemned. They do it because they don't believe it or they do it to try to water down or discredit the Bible. Amen. But I'm sorry, you can't do that amen you you people try to burn bibles they try to tear it up you can do whatever you want this this word we're talking about is a living word because it's god himself amen (laughs) praise god proverbs 30 verse 5 every word of god is pure he is a shield to those who put their trust in him Do not add to his words, lest he rebuke you and you be found a liar. Amen. Just let the word say what it says. Amen. And let the chips fall where they may. Amen. Be on the side of the word, not on what people add or take away, and you're going to be okay. You see, nobody is qualified or authorized to add to God's word. His word is greater than even his name. Did you know that? The Bible said his word is exalted above his name. Why is that? Amen. Because he, his word is as great as he is because he is his word. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God and the word was God. Amen. Isaiah fifty-five ten said, for as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven And do not return there but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth it shall not return unto me void but it shall accomplish what I please and it shall prosper in the thing which I sent it Amen. amen that's why if you're standing on the Word of God and you're believing in the Word of God, and you're obeying the Word of God, and you're following the Word of God, you're going to be okay. It's not going to be fruitless. It's not going to be void. It's going to take care of you. Amen. You're going to come out all right. That's why I like to hide behind the Word, especially when I'm preaching. I try to give more more verses because I want the Word to speak for itself. Amen. And it's awesome. I'll hide behind it. I don't want to add to it. I don't want to take away. It's already awesome. It's already perfect. Because His Word will come to pass. His Word will be fulfilled. Isaiah 40, verse 8, The grass withers, the flower fades, but the Word of God, our God, stands forever. Luke twenty-one thirty-three. heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. The words that are added to God's word shall pass away. The words that are taken away from God's word, they're, they're going to pass away, but God's word shall remain constant and forever because he's forever. And since his words will never pass away, people should stop trying to subtract from the Bible, or discredit the words of the Bible. Deuteronomy 12, 32. Whatever I command you, be careful to observe it. You shall not add to it, nor take away from it. Revelation 22, 18. For I testify unto every man, every man that hears the words of the prophecy of this book, if any man shall add unto these things... God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. They see it's a serious matter, this adding and taking away. I don't know about you but i don't want to i don't want any plagues on my life i'm not i'm not touching that word i'm not adding to that word eh? i'm going to let it speak for itself and i'm not going to take away because i want my name to stay in the book of life amen and i want to be part of that holy new jerusalem someday i want to go to heaven i'm gonna let the bible speak for itself the religious leaders of jesus day actually condemned people for not washing their hands before they ate. Now, I always used to get in trouble when I didn't wash my hands before I ate because my, my mom would call out to us, we're out there roughhousing, throwing each other around, you know, killing each other out in the streets and out in the yard or whatever. It's time to eat, you know, and we had to wash our hands before we ate or we were in trouble. Amen. That's one thing. It's a good idea. It's, you know, it's a you know, sanitary thing and all that good stuff. Amen. But the Pharisees took it to a level that was dangerous. Amen. They were so adamant about it, in their their eyes it became a commandment equal with the word of God. Amen. Because they, they were so critical about Jesus' disciples who did not wash their hands before they ate. And Mark chapter 7, verse 5, Then the Pharisees and scribes asked Jesus about it. Why walk not thy disciples according to the tradition of the elders, but eat bread with unwashed hands? And he answered and said unto them, Well has Isaiah the prophet uh, uh, prophesied of you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. How be it in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men." Amen. That's a scary thing, and we we don't want to do any of that. Amen. There's already enough, plenty enough in the Word of God to be able to handle and deal with and take care of and keep up with. We must never put traditions or our own beliefs or our own convictions on an equal level with the Word of God. Amen. You know, some people have a conviction that's less than the Word of God. And what I would say to them is, you need to keep the Word of God. (laughs) Amen. And some people have a conviction that's greater than the Word of God. And what I say to them is, God bless you. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with having a greater conviction than what the Word of God requires. Amen. But don't make it a commandment. Amen. Equal to the word of God. And don't force other people or put other people down around you that don't keep that conviction as much as you do. Amen. Mark chapter 7, it keeps on going. In verse 8, we we'll keep reading it. He said, Jesus said, For laying aside the commandment of God, you hold the tradition of men as the washing of pots and cups and many other such like things ye do. And he said unto them, Full well you reject the commandment of God that you may keep your own tradition. So they not only added to the word of God by making their traditions equal with God's word, but they also subtracted from the word of God because once they added their own commandments, the Bible said they laid aside and they rejected the commandments of God. Said, These are ours, we like them better. That's not good. Amen. You know, every dream... Or vision that is said to be from God must agree with the written word of God or else it's not from God amen because this word is forever settled in heaven what somebody says out of their mouth tomorrow that's something that's you know objective that's something that's subjective that's something that you know we gotta have to check it against what's forever settled in heaven already Every prophecy or every tongues and interpretation must agree with the written word of God or else it's not from God. When angels speak to people, and we know that angels are messengers, and they speak, they spoke in the Bible. Uh, they gave, you know, uh, messages to people and, and, uh, and let them know things. And, uh, you know, we, we, I'm sure that it happens today, too. It hasn't happened to me ever, but I, I've heard of people you know, seeing angels and even talking to them, and that's fantastic. But when angels speak to people, what they say must agree with the written word of God or else it's not from God. Because what did Paul say in Galatians 1? Though we, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel than what we have preached, let them be accursed. There's only one gospel that's forever settled in heaven, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. And we know that the two-thirds of the angels aren't gonna be coming and telling us about some other gospel. It's that one third, those angels that are now called demons, those are the ones that can still look like angels, and you gotta be watch out. You gotta watch out for people, gotta watch out for angels. That's what I'm saying. Amen. That which the Lord has spoken. I'm gonna be safe and standing on that which the Lord has spoken. Colossians 2, verse 8, be careful not to allow anyone to captivate you through an empty, deceitful philosophy that is according to human traditions and the elemental spirits of the world and not according to Christ. 2 Peter three fifteen: 15, uh, you know, Peter was talking about Paul and Paul's epistles in this passage. And he said, as our beloved brother Paul also wrote to you according to the wisdom given him, as he does in all his letters when he speaks in them of these matters. There are some things in them that are hard to understand, which the ignorant and unstable twist to their own destruction as they do the other scriptures. Amen. So he was saying there's some people that because of their ignorance or unstableness or whatever their motivation is, they twist the scripture to their own destruction as they do other scriptures. Now the Bible warns us to beware of false prophets, especially in the end times. Jesus warned us. Deuteronomy eighteen twenty said uh, that we read in our in our in our text. It said the prophet who presumes to speak in the word uh, speak my word that but I haven't commanded him to speak. I didn't give him the words then or he speaks in the name of some other god. You know that, that's a serious business. Uh, You know, and then he he says, if that's he speaks in the name of the Lord and the thing doesn't happen and come to pass that that which is spoken is he spoke presumptuously and it's not going to happen. Amen. Amen. Jeremiah 14, 14. And the Lord said to me, the prophets prophesy lies in my name. I have not sent them, commanded, or commanded them, nor spoken to them. They prophesied to you a false vision, divination, or worthless thing, and the deceit of their heart. Jesus warned us when, you know, we see the times of the end, and I think we're seeing them right now. We, you know, the earthquakes in diverse places, more and more. Wars and rumors of wars, famines and pestilences. Amen. And pestilences are sicknesses. We know what that's all about. Amen. And he said there'll be false prophets and false Christ telling you to come over here and do that and do this. Amen. And he said that they would come in sheep's clothing. Amen. Looking all nice and sheepy. Praise God and cuddly and furry and wooly. Amen, but really, they're just wearing a sheepskin coat because they're ravenous wolves inside. You gotta be careful. Paul warned us, amen, not to be tossed around by winds of false doctrines coming from people trying to trick us or deceive us. 2 Peter 2, 1, Peter said, but there were also false prophets among the people, even as there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies even denying the lord who bought them and bring on themselves swift destruction amen thank god for the word amen this is a bible believing word grounded church amen praise god hallelujah now verse 21 in our opening passage it asked a very important question How shall we know the word which the Lord has not spoken? Amen. The best way to know what the the Lord has not spoken is by knowing what the Lord has already spoken in his written word. Praise God. That's the answer to that question. By doing this, every single one of us can avoid falling in the trap of being misled by false prophets and people that want to add or take away from God's precious word. It's important that we familiarize ourselves with the word of God, hide it in our hearts and saturate our minds with it. Not just preachers, not just leaders, but every believer in God, amen, should know the word of God for yourself so that you won't be deceived amen and you won't be led astray praise god because you've already got a foundation of it in your heart jesus told us that our lives depended on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of god not by bread not by this not by that but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of god amen so we all are challenged by the word to to be students of the word I know we don't we're not going to get like you know all of us aren't going to get uh, degrees I don't have any degrees the only time I have a degree is if I get a fever every once in a while <laughs> amen but uh, you know I I, I don't uh, uh you know say that all of us have to be scholars and all that stuff but it's good that you know the basics of the word of God and you know how to be saved and you know who Jesus is and you know about the end times and you know that heaven's real and hell's real and all that kind of stuff you know second timothy 2 15 uh the bible said study to show yourself approved unto god a workman that needeth not to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth i need to know this for myself i'm going to study i'm going to read i'm going to pray and ask god to help me understand it of course i'm going to come to church and i'm going to get preached and taught and and it's going to complement my personal devotion and reading time with god amen, amen. The correct way to study the Bible is to let the Bible speak for itself and let the Bible interpret itself. It's okay to be an avid reader, you know, and you could Google anything and you could read this and read that. Amen. But, you know, I hold no if you go in my office right now in my closet, I've got uh, hundreds of books in there. Amen. But I hold no book even close to this book. Amen, those are all books about the Bible. Those are all commentaries or things written about the Bible, but there's nothing like the Bible. Amen. Praise God, some people get so much into those books that they don't read the Bible. They just read the books about the Bible. Amen, no, we got to keep on the source. We got to keep on the source. So we study the Bible, there's a, there's a way to do it. Isaiah 28:10 said, for precept, must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little and there a little. So what does that mean? It means that, you know, I read the Bible and the Bible has themes and the Bible has subjects. So if I want to study, that's why it's good if you, if you buy a Bible and you can get a, a reference Bible or a, a chain reference or some kind of study Bible like a Thompson chain or uh, other, other types Of bibles that have study things in there and they have notes or whatever and then if you want to talk study on faith you can start in the Old Testament and go through the new and you can go you know line upon line this scripture from there that scripture all taken in context go to the New Testament precept upon precept I'm building a teaching in the Word of God taking things not out of context but in their proper context and building a doctrine on why we need to be baptized in Jesus' name, why you know heaven's a real place, why faith is important, why God's still divine healing people. Amen. All could be in there. Praise God. And then 2 Corinthians 13, 1, the Bible said, In the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. Amen. So what does that mean? That means it's dangerous to build a teaching on one scripture. Amen. There's very few teachings that are built on one scripture. In fact, I only know one right off the top of my head. And that's the virgin birth. you know the virgin birth? Isaiah 7 14. Virgin shall conceive and bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Emmanuel. That was the only verse that talked about the Incarnation for 700 years until Jesus was born. And, uh, and uh, actually, Brother Robert Bear, who he, we used to refer to him as the uh, walking Bible, because he came up here and he wouldn't have any notes. Just an amazing uh, minister. Uh, he's the one that pointed it out to me. Amen. But he said, you know what? You're right. He said, you don't build a doctrine and teachings on one verse. That's dangerous. Amen. A mouth of two or three witnesses here a little, there a little, get some, get some, put this together, because you know what? People out there, you know, they don't even, they, you know, sometimes it's hard even when you give them a ton of scriptures, amen, let alone just giving them one verse and say, or, or, or like the old days, just because I said so, that's why you should do it. That's not working too good. <laughs> that doesn't work too good in these days. We've got a lot of educated people. We've got a lot of people that are all messed up and all, you know, whatever, and all kinds of stuff. And there's so much info, we information overload. And the Bible even prophesied there would be an information overload. Amen. And so that's why we got to give them good, sound doctrine. This is why we believe it. Boom, 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 boom. Amen. Now, versions of the Bible, I just want to touch on this for a second. Versions of the Bible. Amen. Let me tell you something. Hands down, by leaps and bounds, there's no... Uh, competition the king james version is the best version of the bible now i understand that yeah but it's got the old uh, you know king's english in there and it's got these big old words that aren't used and some words mean different than uh, back then that he did now that we you still use or whatever i understand that amen i'm just telling you it's the best version amen however when somebody absolutely has to have another version uh, I, can, I can recommend uh, four other ones um, that I, I really, my recommendation is, this is what my recommendation is, you have the King James Version, okay? Everybody should have a King James Version. And then get one of these other ones to have with you all the time. And when you're reading your Bible, and when you get into the King James and you find a place where, I, 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 what does that mean? Then get your other version and look it up just for reference, that's, the, that's probably the safest and the best way to go, amen. And let me give you the four other ones that I recommend. There's, there's probably 100 versions of the New Testament, but I'm not gonna recommend a bunch. There's some that, are, that, that changed it so much. Uh, so the bottom line is King James is the best. The other four is the, the ESV, which is the English Standard, Standard Version, or the New King James Version, or the Net Bible, which is the New uh, English Translation, or the last one is the NASB, the New American Standard Bible. Those four, the ESV, the New King James, the Net, or the NASB, are the only four that I would even recommend. The Amplified Bible is not a bad Bible either, because it just amplifies it. it, It's a Bible that makes the Bible this thick, and it... uh, it, it really amplifies all the verses and gives you a lot, you know, a lot of different uh, things. But these four, as far as this regular versions go, uh, would be a good complement with the King James. But you're never going to go wrong with the King James. Amen. I, I can't get into it, but I've got, I got a ton of books and I've done studies over the years. Amen. That the, King, the, 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 the men that they assembled... The scholars to put together the King James. Now it was back in the you know uh, you know late 1500s, early 1600s that when it when it happened. But they they still have not found a group of people that are smart as those guys. Even the modern people, amen. And those guys came in there with the fear of God. They came in there with you know treading lightly and being sure that they kept very authentic to the original Greek and hebrew amen and so and they and then when they added some words for clarification they italicized them so anytime you're in a king james you see an italicized word that's not the original and you know it's not because they told you but we're just adding this in to help you with clarity and to make it flow a little bit better i like that 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 makes me feel good amen so you know there is a bible verse that i use when i'm studying the bible and when god want god to give me understanding and i use it as a prayer and it's psalms 119 18 open my eyes that i may behold wondrous things out of your law amen i don't want to add i don't want to take away god i want my heart to be be open and my eyes to be open show me god what i'm reading Amen. And then you can always, you know, people ask me all the time, "Hey, you know, I was reading this. What do you, what do you think?" And you know, I'll, I'll tell you what I think, or sometimes I'll say, "You know what? I don't know what I think. I'm going to have to go think before I can tell you what I think." <laughs> but uh, I'll just be honest, cause I don't know it all. Amen. Nobody knows it all. God knows it though, and He'll help us. Amen. So we study, but the, the important thing is that you know that. Uh, that you and I don't expect you and no pastor should expect the people of God to just take whatever they say hook line and sinker and don't question it and just like okay well I just he's the pastor he must know oh no you need to know it for yourself that's what I'm saying don't be deceived I, I have no you know some of you have uh, been around here for a long time because I've been around here a long time longer than I want to remember because I'm getting old praise God but I mean, we got here in 1993. Praise the Lord. You know, what was going on in 93? My kids were four years old. Praise God. Amen. And I'm just telling you that uh, I'm not planning on going off the reservation. I'm not planning on adding to or taking away. I'm not planning on going out on uh, on a limb or going out in the left field and talking about stuff that's not in the Bible. No, I'm going to keep with the word of God. So, but it's good for you, amen, to not only hear, that's why when we record this on the podcast, go back and listen to it again, and, and, and go back, and if you want to go listen to it again and get your Bible out, and then you could stop it, and you could put it back and go forward, and you can get the scriptures, and you can say, okay, I just want to make sure that, you know, you know he said he was in the Bible, and he said this, and he, he gave us scriptures, but I, I want to make sure, I want to check, him, check on him, and I, I, I love that, check on me, check it out, praise God. Uh, that's what they did with Apostle Paul. You say, well, Apostle Paul, he was, he was a great preacher. Why would they have to check him out? They, they did it. Acts chapter 17, 11. These were more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica, talking about the people of Berea, in that they received the word with all readiness. They, they, they received God, God's word through Paul with all readiness, and they searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. In other words, we just want to make sure that really what he's preaching is with the Word of God. Now you see, back in the Old Testament times, the Bible wasn't complete. Didn't have the New Testament yet. And some of the Old Testament wasn't ready yet. Amen. And so some of them had to just, they were, they were just, you know, have a partial situation. We are blessed and privileged to have the whole finished product, Genesis to Revelation. We've got it. We can know it. It's not going to change. We can count on it. Amen. Amen. John chapter 5, verse 39. We see that, Jesus told the religious leaders search the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life and they are they which testify of me in other words the religious leaders of the day thought they had eternal life in the bag just because they knew the Bible but you know what there's more to it than that. Just knowing the Bible inside and out will not guarantee you eternal life. Amen. Just having a head knowledge of the Bible will not save us. We need a heart knowledge. Amen. We need to get God inside. 2 Timothy 3, 7, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Amen. I don't want to be that. I want to learn and come to the knowledge of the truth. And what is the knowledge of the truth? Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. The whole Bible... The central theme of the Bible is Jesus Christ. And if after someone has searched the scriptures and they do not come to the conclusion that it's all about Jesus, and he's the only answer to every situation, then they have missed the message of the Bible. I don't care if they got it memorized. It doesn't matter. Amen. Ever learning and still not coming to the knowledge of the truth. I don't want to learn that way. I want to be open-hearted and know what it's all about. Praise God. And what it's all about is Jesus Christ, who wants to give everybody eternal life. Amen. And my last scripture tonight, John 17, 3. And this is life eternal, Jesus speaking here, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. Eternal life comes from knowing and serving Jesus and him alone after we have been born again. And I'll leave you with this, a quote from George Mueller. He said, the word of God is our only standard and the Holy Spirit, our only teacher. I don't want a false prophet teaching me. I don't want some other book telling me something that the Word of God isn't telling me. The Word of God is my only standard, and the Holy Spirit, my only teacher. Would you stand with me? What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast, and may God bless you.